Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Podcast, the podcast where every yard counts. Uh, just like last week, Tim's still away, sunning himself in the US of A along with his wife. Uh, so again, myself and Rob. Rob, I'll bring you in early. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. Um, yeah, I'm still jealous to Tim out in that Miami sun. I mean, what's he doing right now? Do you reckon he's on the beach with a pina colada or whatever you'd rather? <laughs> something like that? No? Uh, <laughs> is that a little bit of uh, Will Smith lyrics there? No, I said that's Dizzy Rascal. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Wrong era. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. He's been like he's been in the group chat quite a lot, so I'm not sure if he is like completely relaxing. He's keeping a keeping a close tab on us. I'll tell everyone that for free. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely he's, even. Uh, yeah, definitely keeping one eye open, isn't he? Yeah, definitely even starting to <laughs> even starting to drop in on us and uh, you know make a little cameo appearance. But yeah, just holding to you know relax. He's back yes. next week, everyone. So you get the you fill of puns, and uh, you obviously yes. get your fill of this question as well. Rob, how are the greens? Are they as lush as ever? Uh, no, uh, it's starting to dry out now. Ah. Um, you know, bit of a bit of a drought over this way uh, in in the uh, the English Riviera over in Peterborough. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, getting a bit dry. We've got our big competitions coming up this week. So um, we've got two majors um, over the well. We have one today and one on Sunday. So we are trying our hardest. They, they're fine. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just starting to, to not as bad as last year though. So. All is good. Yeah, it was boiling last year, wasn't it? The greens get really quick when they're um, dry, don't they? Is that right? Yeah, they get hard. Um, and yeah, everything just just goes a funny colour, doesn't it? It just all dries out. And, you know, when you when you work on a, on a sort of small-time course like I do, it's not a, a big sort of championship course. We haven't got the funds to irrigate everywhere. Oh, okay. So, you know, you lose fairways, you lose banks, and then you work the rest of the year trying to get them, trying to get them back. Bloody hell, okay. You've got, you've got to be on your, your A game. Speaking about A-game, you're going to be on that tonight as well, so I'll let of you know. Huh? Of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I think you shouted four then for some reason. I thought you were keeping the golf theme going. <laughs> so yeah, Rob is FFBritBrawler on Twitter and I am Wakefield90 if you want to catch us on there. And obviously if you want to catch the main account, I'll tweet the main account. It is, of course, at Full10Yards. So once again, thanks for tuning in, especially after last week's Erestrun, Litterfield podcast of pure calamity really uh i listened to it back i don't know whether you did the same rob i listened to it back and just realized that we didn't do a few things that we said we were going to do uh, it doesn't matter we winged it it's like, yeah this now yeah no. exactly and people are still everyone, back everyone thinks we've got show docs and we've got you know running times and all sorts we haven't we just we wing it <laughs> yeah pretty much especially when tim's not here um so yeah i'm kind of hoping that this is going to be kind of i don't know i'm back kind of thing i'm, I'm kind of thinking Last week was kind of like a Jared Goff and a Jeff Fisher, and now we're in a better place. And yeah, yeah we're going to smash it and make the Super Bowl. Although that's a pretty bad analogy because obviously Jared Goff was pretty useless in the Super Bowl. But anyway, bit of a tangent. Um, yeah. It could be worse. It could be well, Mitch Trubisky and John Fox. Well, that's true. That's very true. That's a really good challenge. So you really pulled that one out of <laughs> the bag there. Uh, but I guess, I guess comparing us to those guys, I guess we'll see how uh, highly we rate ourselves when we get into our QB ranking episode in a week or two once, uh, once Tim's back. Anyway, so we're going to dive in uh, to the usual four downs, usual format. Um, what we're going to do, first down is going to be, we're going to kind of open it up. I put a, put a thing out on Twitter, put a thing out on Facebook, asking for a few questions. We've got four, four questions, so we'll dive into those shortly. Uh, second down, Rob and I are going to construct a kind of NFL roster using pre- pre- blah, 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 
positional groups of current NFL teams. Uh, we'll put that on Twitter and get you guys to decide, um, you know, who's, who's sort of created the best team, really. And, um, yeah, that promises to be a cracking little topic, I think. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, should have some nice takes. Should open us up for some hot takes as well, which is always good. Uh, third down, the usual third down play called to thoughts and questions. Um, we had on um, Andy Goddard, the newest member of our fantasy uh, fantasy team, and um, yeah, watch out for a pretty decent performance. I'll tease that one. Um, he came on board, talked about his articles, and yeah, you'll hear that a little bit, a little bit later. Um, obviously, if you listen to this, he'll he'll sort of be repping his articles and uh, you, that means you're going to go over to Full 10 Yards and read it and, you know, follow every piece of content that we do pr- produce forever, I would say. Oh, you better be. Um, and then after that, on fourth down, we will peek into the fantasy football world on a couple of fronts and do a bit of housekeeping. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds great. And just another little plug, we've got um, another new writer coming in this week as well. And I've just finished editing his first article and it's uh, it's, a, it's another corker. So, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled on the website. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent entry for eyes peeled nice and early in the podcast as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go for first down. I was going to say fourth down for some reason. But yeah, let's go for first down. <laughs> <laughs> keep it in order. Okay, yeah, first down, as we said, going to dive into our listener questions. Uh, so all these are off Facebook. Um, so yeah, just going to dive in. Um, Steve McGuinness was asking, he said, um, NFC East, um, aside from the Giants, who are, we think, uh, deliberately tanking, uh, who do you see coming out of that division as champions? So you, you'll start, Rob, and then I'll, I'll come in with my take. Uh, do, do we? Are we thinking they're deliberately tanking or just gonna be crap? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that was when I saw this question, and I did think along the same lines. I'm like, mm, I'm not really sure if the Giants are tanking, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're not going to be they're, great. They're, but yeah, they're, they're naturally tanking. Yeah. They're just gonna be terrible. Uh, um, who aside from the, the Giants? Um, who do you see coming out of the division as champions? Uh, uh, Cowboys. I really do. Um, uh, Tim's gonna love this take. Um, <laughs> but you know, we've t- we have touched on it with, uh, over the last few weeks and ha- how you know face value the Cowboys look pretty good. I mean, we'll get in a little bit more depth in in uh, second down mm. the Cowboys. So mm. There's a little spoiler alert, but um, you know, that's good, not great. Zeke's great. The O line's great. Uh, the wide receiver cores are, are good, not, not particularly great. Um, you know, and the defense is good, um, and, and they've got a pretty good schedule. So yeah, I, I think the Cowboys are for me um, the best in that division. Um, not not the division. I, I think that I like the Philadelphia Eagles as well. I'll be honest, um, but I think the Cowboys are going to be the ones that are going to turn a lot of heads this year. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think, like you say, we have touched on it. We've talked about the Cowboys quite a fair bit recently and um yeah i will i will mention the cowboys as well in second down so yeah like you i've definitely got down them uh them down as one of my positional groups i'm going to use um but i i've actually been you know our second down when i was sort of going through it and sort of constructing my roster I actually really drew my eye to the philadelphia eagles and yeah, how definitely. much i like their roster like because <laughs> i wanted to yeah. use them loads yeah. Um and so yeah, I'm gonna go out in the interest of sort of keeping it fresh and interested. I'm gonna go for the Eagles. I think the Eagles will win the division. But yeah, Dallas is gonna be yeah. up there, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, after a little bit of a barren time, I would say in the NFC East, that if two playoff teams, you know, if those two te- teams can get to the playoffs and make it a two playoff team division. Yeah. Okay, do you wanna go for our second question? 
Uh, yeah, the next question comes in from uh, Freddie Harper Davis. Uh, he he asks, will the Cardinals make waves this season in a tough NFC West, or will they have to wait a little longer for that success? What, what say you, Lee? So I think we, we kind of touched on this last week or the week before, didn't we, about the NFC West. When we were talking about our playoff um, teams and things like that, um, when we, we were all saying, like, obviously I'm a big fan of the Niners this year, I think we're pretty all going to agree that the Rams are going to be pretty decent. I know you were hating on the Seahawks in that episode that I'm referring to, but I think we're we're agreeing that they're going to be at least like fairly decent. Is that right? You're not totally down on the Seahawks, are you? Uh, no, well, I've just drafted a couple of them in the, in the Scottish Bowl, so I'm actually I'm now high on the Seahawks. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, no, yeah, yeah. I think I think Seattle are a bit overblown. I think they're sort of eight and eighteen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even even so, I don't see the Cardinals kind of reaching even 500. So, mm. I mean, I guess making waves, I guess it's, a, it's like a big ask as it is. Obviously, they were the worst team in the NFL last year. And so, yeah, obviously, I think they will have to wait a little bit longer to, to fall success. However, I do feel like they are going to be better than last year. You know, yep. they've got Kyler Murray. I think they're going to spread it out with Cliff Kingsbury and his offense. They gave him some weapons, which was a big thing that Josh Rosen didn't have last year. And um, yeah, I think they're going to be. I'm going to think. I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch. I'm not going to say they're going to be good. They're definitely going to be interested and see how that's going to sort of progress. Kingsbury's going to try and be innovative. He's going to have to be because he's got a tiny child for a quarter whack. Um, but you know, Kyler can definitely throw the ball. You know, and he just protects himself and his runs. So I'm not sure he's going to get like battered around. It's just going to be difficult for him because he's like so undersized and it's so sort of. You know, there's there's no sort of standard bearer for someone that small, really, or there hasn't been yeah. for a very, very long time. So we kind of don't know. So I do think the, the Cardinals will be interesting. I don't think they'll be good, and I think they'll have to wait a little bit longer for success, especially in that division, because it's a good division. Yeah, I, can't, I kind of agree. I mean, define making waves. I mean, yeah, because yeah. like, like you said, they, they were absolutely terrible last year, and that's the reason why they first overall pick so if, if making waves is getting slightly better then yeah I think they will but again it, it's Kyler Murray the jury's out for me on Kyler Murray because I think talent wise I think he's he's got it but he's like you said a very small quarterback behind a very weak O-line mm. uh, you know he's gonna get hit can he take the hits you know he's got really good escapability which is a plus for him but that was in college it's, this is a step up you know these these D line these edge rushes that are coming for you are a bit bigger and well a lot bigger and a lot stronger than the college guys that he's used to. So, is he going to be able to evade those guys? Is he going to be able to translate that talent to an NFL level? If if he does, then he's got the potential to be awesome. You know, uh, if he doesn't and the size is an issue, it can go both ways, can't it? So, uh, yeah, I think. I think they're drafted well, though. I, I like their wide receiver core. Uh, they're very young, very, very talented. Uh, obviously, DJ. Um, so, from an offensive standpoint, I think they're going to get a lot better. Um, and I think probably in the next couple of years, they're going to have to improve the defense. Patrick Peterson seems like he's pretty much done now, all but done in in, in um, Arizona. I think he's banned for a few games at the beginning of the season. So. So yeah, I think they're going to have to they're going to have some holes open up on defense, which they're going to have to address before they play start quote making waves. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think yeah, like you say, you sum it up well. What is making waves? And I was kind of t- getting towards that myself. I think what they might make waves in is like I say, more the like the style of play and the way they yeah. are kind of innovative. I think it, if you're yeah, a Cardinals fan, which I think Freddie is, um, I think you've just got to kind of sit back and 
eat shit for another year and hope that yeah. it kind of, you know, is looking like it's on the up, especially from like a, a schematic point of view. Yeah, hey, Fred, it could be worse. You could be a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> or a Dolphins fan. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Uh, okay, so our third question, uh, which is kind of in my neck of the woods. Uh, Simon Crockett, uh, he said, uh, who do you think will have the run of the AFC and will the Broncos get back to winning ways? Um, well, Simon Crockett, the um, Lee, try not to take this to to heart. Oh, no, Go not on. to heart. Try not to make this too big-headed for you. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are going to run the AFC this year. Um I love the Chargers. Look at their, their their team, and I just think, yeah, that just screams success. I really do. Um, uh, will the Broncos get back to winning ways? Uh, I think the Broncos are going to be sneaky good, um, but I still think there are a few key pieces away from being uh, from being the old selves. You know, I think I don't think Jack, Joe Flacco is the answer. Mm. Um, I I don't think you know my thoughts on Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Um, but as a tandem, those two guys are going to be good in the NFL, I think. Um, and, I, and I like the receiving core. I do. I think Deshaun Hamilton and um, Colton, uh, Colton Sutton, Sutton are, are very good young receivers who, yeah, who are going to benefit from playing with someone like Flacco for sure. Um, but yeah, I think they're a couple of pieces away. Um, I think the defense is pretty good. So um, I don't think they're a million miles away from coming back to uh, quote unquote winning ways. Um, and we could see it this year, but I tend to lean twenty twenty might be a year where we see Broncos start to pick up steam. Yeah, to go along with that, um, I'll just attack the sort of first half of the question. This is going to sound like we're really patting each other on the backs, but I think the Colts will be up there as well. I do think you're right. I think the Chargers will have a good season. Um, it kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable to to say that. Um, you know, in, in terms of. You know, I don't want to seem big-headed and sort of wreck my own team and then it all fall flat on its face, but I do think we have a good roster. I think the week one matchup, I know we always joke about it, but that is going to be, it's going to be a real tone setter. It's going to be, yeah, it's yeah. going to be must-watch. Um, what a great game. That's going to be so good. Yeah, no, it really is. And it's going to be two good teams going up against each other. Uh, I think I've mentioned it in the, in the past that I think, you know, whatever happens in week one, it, there could be a rematch down the line in January at some point. Yeah. Um, in the playoffs because I think both of our teams will make it uh, outside of that obviously you've got the Patriots I know that you know they lose players all the time but it's a culture thing they, they've just got the winning formula they've obviously got Brady and Belichick still which means they're good for you know a, a few wins just automatically and then obviously throwing the poor division as well so I think you know the, the Patriots will be there thereabouts and you know Patrick Mahomes is, is going to take the league by storm so I think that's your top four that's the four that I expect to really be there and uh, yeah, it's going to be real. It's going to be real, um, real interesting conference. I think it's been seen as like the weaker conference a little bit uh, in recent times. We've got a lot of good NFC teams, but I think yeah, those teams and and probably a couple more. You know, obviously we've got the Browns. How far back are the Steelers going to be? And yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think um, yeah, it's going to be a really good AFC battle. But yeah, like I say, those those front four. Uh, are going to be leading the way um, on the Broncos, who like you say, I think are a couple of years away. Um, I guess it's again how it's context, isn't it? How do you how do you sort of think what is winning ways? Is it literally a winning record or is it being better? Because uh, I think obviously in a division with the Chargers and the Chiefs, you're going to be hard pushed to get some wins from that within your divisions. So that pushes you down the rankings. You're probably going to finish third within that division. And uh, yeah, like you say, I think they've got young young nucleus that's kind of a year or two away. So. 
No, probably not, is what I'm going to say. Um, I think that'll probably be a sub-500 record again. But, you know, with another couple of decent drafts or, you know, a, a good, really good draft next year, then, you know, they might be right up there again because obviously they're not too far away. They've still got some really, really good players. Yep. Uh, yeah, thanks, Simon, for that. That was a good, uh, good double question. Mm. Um, mm. The official UK Vikings fan club... We are attracting some high-quality guests uh, Absolutely. on this show. Uh, t- um, t- I just called you Tim. <laughs> uh, Lee, uh, I want to know, uh, or they want to know, uh, will the NFL games at Tottenham uh, this season live up to expectations? I really hope so. Uh, you know, the NFL UK guys, they get a bad rap and sometimes it's only solved. So we've talked about the tickets recently and things like that. But we want it to be a showcase for NFL in this country and we want to bring more fans into the games and, you know, get people sort of talking about it in in a positive sense. Obviously, around this time of year when it's all like the ticket fiasco, it, it becomes quite negative and we do want it to be, you know, something that we can hang our hat on. Obviously, we've got the NFL Academy uh, in sort of in partnership with Tottenham. We've got a long partnership with the NFL and Tottenham now. We want it to grow and it's going to be good for us. It's going to be good for us as fans, as podcasters and, and just for good for everyone in the country. Um, what are the expectations? So obviously, we've seen the stadium in the Premier League before and it's a great stadium. It's got great facilities. We've seen the likes of Juju and OBJ sort of talking about it and just saying it's an, an amazing facility. And, you know, we want it to be good for the fans as well. And... You know, I've not actually been to the stadium. I've I've not actually been in that area because I never went to White Hart Lane. So I don't really know if you know the transport's going to be good. I know some people have raised that, um, but I know they've done work to the tube station around that area. So um, yeah, I'd hope so. I'd really, really hope so. And I think it's good to have a, a sort of two centre thing. I mean, we've tried it with Twickenham in the past, but you know now we've got this custom made, you know, hybrid NFL slash football stadium, soccer stadium, and um, yeah, hopefully it will live up to expectations. But it's a wait and see because um, the fans will the fans will decide on whether their experience is a good one or not. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it will. I think it's um, obviously they they built it with the NFL uh, in a, in their minds, mm. um, and yeah, I think it will be fit for purpose. I think it'll be awesome. I think it'll be a really good atmosphere. Uh, the stadium looks fantastic. I, mm. I, I went to the old White Hart Lane a few times. Got a couple of my mates uh, in this area. Our, our Tottenham. Disney Gold Assault. I've been down to Tottenham to watch them a few times, and yeah, you know, not to the new stadium, obviously, but mm. watching it get built, um, it's such a good arena. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's got the potential to be a really, really good atmosphere in there. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm definitely going to try and sneak a little ticket to to one of the games um, just to be a part of it because I think it's going to be an awesome spectacle. Yeah, for sure. No, I would. I would definitely. I mean, like you say, they've they've definitely done everything they can, like by the seems by the looks of things, to to make it a really good experience for everyone. Uh, so yeah, no, I think I think it will. I just hope it is. You know, I hope everyone comes back from those games and and raves about it, like everyone you know enjoys themselves at Wembley. Yeah, definitely. Cool. No, thanks everyone. Thanks for those questions. Um, you know, I think we'll be having in the future. I think we'll be having. Uh, more sort of listener questions on our podcast not just the mailbag monday which like i said last week will be coming up some point next week and so you know if you sort of like the sound of this and if you had a question that we've not got on maybe i didn't see it in time you know save it up and and mail it in for the next mailbag monday or mailbag whatever day we end up holding it on because i know that rob's uh maybe a bit worse for wear next monday because he's uh coming back from a stag doing manchester 
<laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, maybe we'll do it on Monday, though, just to see the horror <laughs> and uh, pain on your face on, on the videos. We'll uh, see. I've got to work at 6am on Monday morning, so uh, Fantastic. Yeah, I don't think it can get much worse than that. Yeah, even better. <laughs> on that note, I think we'll move on to second down. Second down. Okay, so yeah, it's time for second down. Uh, like I said before, um, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of construct a sort of dream NFL roster, if you will. But instead of using individual players, what we're going to do is take the whole positional group uh, from one team for each position. So for instance, if, say, I wanted Aaron Rodgers to be my starting quarterback, I'd have to accept that Deshaun Kaiser would be my backup. So it's kind of like a bit of a drawback. You can't just go in and say, right, I want that guy because you know it's not as sort of rounded unless you wanted to just make a super team and then have crap backups like the LA Lakers are going to have in the NBA. Um, yep. We're only allowed to use the team once, uh, so obviously you can't um, just have, I don't know, the whole of whoever team, whatever team, that would make it really boring. And, um, you know, you have to kind of think about it because, you know, if you want this team on offense, you'll screw it over because you can't have it on elsewhere. Anyway, people, I'm really over-explaining this. Uh, so we're going to start on offense um, and then we'll switch off to D, obviously. Uh, Rob, start us off. Stop me from talking. Who's your QB room? Uh, so just to confirm, you can only use one team once? Yes. Right, okay. Cool. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. Have you... Yeah, I'll have to... Uh, yeah, I'm just looking through. I've got... They're all different, except from I've got my running backs and O lines the same. So that's fine. I can change it. Okay. Okay. Well, I was going to give like an honourable mention, so maybe you could like okay. switch it up and just mention whoever. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I don't want it to be go too on. hard and fast. Let's go. Go on. Who's your quarterback yeah. room? Uh, quarterback, of course. It, uh, who else? It would be. Um, it would be the Colts. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think uh, Andrew Luck is just phenomenal, and we've got Jacoby Brissett as a as a backup. So uh, yeah, for me, it, it's uh, sorry to be the homer here, but um, I, I love Andrew Luck. Um, his beard mainly. Um, you know, it's disgustingly great, and also the Twitter handle Captain Andrew Luck. If you don't follow that, go follow it because it's absolutely bloody hilarious. Yeah, you have to. Um, yeah. It's not his actual account, but it's a parody account, and it's so funny. Uh, so yeah, Andrew. Good luck for me um, and Brissette backing up. But he, just just minor, minor tangent. He does know about it, doesn't he? And he has spoke about the account. Yes. And he, he really likes yes. it, doesn't he? Yes, he did. He did a video. It was absolutely brilliant. He did. Uh, there was a video where they interviewed the captain, Andrew Luck, and he's blacked out. Um, and then uh, the very last scene is is the, the blacked out figure moving, and it's actually, it turns out it's actually Andrew Luck. So, yeah, it's quite it's yeah. funny. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, well worth going to check that out on Twitter. I think it's... And yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain C A P T Andrew Luck. So yeah, yeah, go, that's go right. It's so funny. Yeah, no, it's really good, really good account. I think we mentioned it before ages ago. But yeah, no, yeah. really essential, essential follow. Uh, yeah. Two, two things on that. Um, I have got the Colts as my honourable mention because, like you say, uh, Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, obviously great quarterback and one of the best backups. I think you mentioned it, didn't you, a couple of weeks ago when we did our. Yep. What the the I don't know whatever it was like last Top week that I keep. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, that I kept referring yeah. to. Um, yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned that he was the best sort of backup in your eyes. Um, but yeah, second thing is don't be don't be scared to be a homer because I've gone for the Chargers uh, pretty much for the same reasons. Um, yeah. yeah, showing some love to my guys. Uh, you know, I think the Chargers do have one of the most rounded quarterback uh, you know in quarterback rooms. Sorry, in the in the league, yeah. got Philip Rivers, obviously one of the best QBs in the league, and then obviously one of the best backups as well, Tyrod Taylor. Obviously, as a Chargers fan, I don't want Taylor to be on the field, but he's a nice insurance policy to have. He's not gonna he's not gonna kill a game, you know, if he just has to see it out or whatever. He's not gonna make any stupid mistakes. 
Uh, and then obviously, you know, we drafted Ethan Stick, the uh, rookie out of North Dakota State, who was really successful there. So quite happy to have him as my third stringer. We'll mention. Obviously, I didn't use the Colts, who I do think is a little bit better option than the Chargers, because I do think Brissett is better than Taylor. And, you know, you could argue that Luck is better than Rivers as well, but I wanted to use the Colts elsewhere, which obviously is a little teaser for later. And yeah. um, I will mention the Saints as well, which is another one that came into my consideration with Breeze, Teddy Bridgewater, and Taysom Hill, obviously, is the wild card, but I've, again, mm-hmm. used them a bit later. Anyway, so, running backs, who have you got? Uh, I have got... Uh... Uh, Are you changing it? Well, it's yeah, one that you're changing now. I'll start my my honourable mention was the Cowboys. Uh, oh, okay. But okay. Uh, my because um, I like their I not only Zeke uh, Elliott but their their rookies I think are, are quite talented as well. Yeah, Mike um, Weber, so he's good. I I am going to go for the Saints. Uh, okay. Um, and go with uh, Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. I think Latavius Murray is a really really good backup um, and has standalone value uh, in fantasy leagues for, for his goal line work but yeah Alvin Kamari he can, he can do everything he's so elusive um, he's so good to watch I mean obviously we know the, the fantasy footballers called him uh, Super Kamario because he's just like like a, <laughs> you know he's like a Nintendo game um, you know figure but he's so good he's so so good I love watching him so yeah he's, he's yeah definitely my starting running back yeah, for sure. No, I went for the Saints as well. And the first thing in my sort of notes is just Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's yeah. just one of the best weapons in the NFL today, offensively. Um, he'll, he'll trouble a thousand thousand season, I think. And he could, you know, injury permitting, I think he could do so for the next yeah. five years. So I just, just wanted on my team, really. Um, so, yeah, no, we've got the same. My honourable mention is the Bears. Um, so yeah long time listeners will know that I was a big fan of the Bears last year uh, I'm a big fan of Matt Nagy's offence I quite like the Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen mixture uh, and the dynamism that they brought really you know the difference that they have obviously Howard's out of the building now but I still like the fact that they've got Mike Davis as a bit of a veteran and I think we're both fans of David Montgomery am I right in saying that yep yep uh, and I think they'll, they'll hit those two, Davis and Montgomery, I think they'll more than replace Howard uh, to be the sort of like thunder to Cohen's lightning kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Bears. I might be a big fan of them again this year, just in general, not just for this. Um, but again, it's a bit like a bit like a few divisions that we've been talking about recently. They're just really, really tough to call. Um, so, yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be really interesting to see sort of yep. who comes out on top in the uh, NFC North. I'll go, I'll go first on this one, since I've made you go first all the time. Um, the wide receivers that I went for are the LA Rams. I just think this is like mm. ridiculously like deep, this group. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup and Josh Reynolds. That's not even fair. Like, yeah. How is someone with wide receiver four on the death chart as good as Josh Reynolds? And you know He probably doesn't get a lot of love but because he is a fourth receiver. But when Cooper Cup went down, Josh Reynolds really came to the fore. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm having a bit of disservice to people, but like casual fans probably won't know who Josh Reynolds is, but he would be a solid wide receiver too on a lot of teams. Um, obviously, you've got Cup, who's one of the best slots in the game. I think he finds it physically impossible not to catch anything sometimes. He's just incredible. Uh, and the Rams missed him like so much last year. Uh, and then obviously you've got those two guys, and they're the backup to Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, who, you know, they're not like top echelon guys. They're probably in like the second tier, but to have both, and then Cooper Cup and Josh Reynolds is just like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I also have the rounds oh, down. No. I, I, just, to change it up, I will go with my honourable mentions, um, <laughs> who I, I had a slash because I just put LA. So it's also the Chargers. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I, I've always been a big Keenan Allen fan. Uh, anyone who's followed me for the last 
three years has you know found that he's always been someone who could bang the drum for in fantasy football. Um, Mike Williams proved last year that he could be exactly what they wanted him to be mm-hmm. um, a very productive player in the end zone and, and a big target um, so I love him and I'm also a massive fan of Dylan Cantrell um, yeah, yeah you uh, mentioned we, him, we've you? spoken about him many times before he's, he's a, a guy that you've probably never heard of uh, he was in the practice squad last year um, but he is so talented I love watching the tape uh, from college um, for, for Dylan Cantrell and I think he can step up and, and be a part of this offence this year Travis Benjamin as well is all, also there um, you know he can he can, he can go for a long play now and again mm. um, so yeah I, I really really like the wide receiving core in, in at the Chargers yeah no I'll take that definitely I think uh, yeah we could have a good receiving core and yeah there's definitely that third fourth receiver spot that's wide open really um, now that we've got rid of Tyrell Williams Yep. Liking the Chargers love from you as well today. You're in young good yeah, form. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, as I just felt, you know, you needed to uh, pick me up. Uh, as Tim's not here, so I thought I'd just be nice to you this week. That's okay. good. That's good. Um, the other, the other, I just forgot to mention my honorable mention. My honorable mention was the Eagles, which is my honorable mention for about I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe all the positions. Um, yeah. As we've well established on this podcast, big Eagles fan uh, and a fan of their roster, but I think they're just going to be an offensive powerhouse this year. Uh, yeah. Especially in the red zone. I think I've spoken about this in the past. Also, Jeffrey, JJ, I'll say Whiteside, they're going to be red zone machines. They've also got returning Deshaun Jackson, who's going to be a deep threat. And Nelson Aguilar, who we also was kind of good as a big slot last year. Um, and even so, they got rid of Golden Tate after trading for him. And he, I think he'll yeah. sort of win out that. And then obviously, I know it's not wide receiver, but obviously just talking about like the offensive uh, power that uh, the Eagles are going to have is Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard as well, which obviously we'll get on to shortly. Well, I was just about to ask you. I said, "Well, is is this because Philly have got your number one spot in the tight end position, or are they another an honourable mention there?" They are an honourable mention for my tight end. I've used them elsewhere, but they literally, like, I just wanted to pick the Eagles for everything. And I, yeah. I don't know if I've like, I've been a bit cool on the Eagles. I think uh, in the past, I've not like really banged the drum for them. But this exercise, when I was like sort of looking, and it's really brought it home to me that I just think they've got such a good roster. Yeah. They have, and I'll, I will mention them later as well. <laughs> okay, um, tight ends, yes, as we said. Um, Shall we say it after three? Three, two, one, books. Oh. oh. Okay, I, I think you've kind of gone for the better person, but I've gone for the best combo, I would say. Okay, fair play, very fair play. So yeah, I just don't think, I mean, obviously, it did cross my mind because I thought tight end was a really difficult one to get depth on. Because I've kind of my yeah. sort of policy through this is to kind of look for the depth rather than this sort of outstanding player, uh, which isn't you know it's not a right or wrong way. It's just the way I approached it. Well, here's the problem, Lee. If you'd have read if if you'd have read my deep 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 God. article, <laughs> you'd find that Kansas City have got a very very good young uh, backup tight end in Dion Yelda. Okay. So that might well have swayed your decision. But no, 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 absolutely. The Bucks, uh, yeah, we know what they're about. OJ Howard uh, is fantastic. And, and yeah, Cameron Bright, I met him last week. And yes, he's a lovely he guy. Um, so why didn't you so, pick him then for this? Oh, letting your boy down. Yeah, I, I have. And I haven't <laughs> got the Bucks anywhere else, so I definitely could have done. But I just, uh, well, as soon as I see tight end, I just see Kelsey. That's pretty much Yeah, it. that's true. I mean, I almost kind of gave up. When I was kind of researching rosters and stuff like that, I kind of just thought, man, I'm just going to put like the 49ers and have George Kill, kind of in the same yep. way that you you went. And then I thought, oh, actually, yeah, they've got they've still got Cameron Bray. I know they were talking about trading him, and maybe that's kind of what card in mind at first. But yeah, no, I'm quite happy mm-hmm. to roll with um, AJ, no OJ, sorry, Howard mm-hmm. and Cameron Bray. Yeah, 
So yeah, no, that was good. That was interesting that we had that really differently because you were kind of nailed on that we were going to pick the yeah, Chiefs, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Anyway, no, I, I, I was just, um, you know, put too much trust in you that you read my article, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who have you got uh, O-line? So this is where I'm repping your boys, actually. I've gone for the okay. Colts. Um, again, Eagles were uh, my second choice, as my honourable mention. But yep. I think, um, you know, they these Colts... Offensive line is young and it's already one of the best lines in um one of one of the best lines in football. Um, again, I think the Eagles have got the better offensive line, but the Colts aren't that far behind and they're younger. And I wanted to use the Eagles elsewhere <laughs> again, but you know because I mentioned the Eagles about a thousand times, I will sort of change my honorable mention to the Steelers. I think the Steelers have had one of the better offensive lines in football for quite a while as well. Yeah. Uh, David DeCastro is one of the best guards in football. Pounce is one of the better centers. Villanueva, who they got like I think he was an undrafted free agent, and he's a fantastic tackle, left tackle as well. And Ramon Foster's decent as well. Uh, the only question mark now that they've lost Marcus Gilbert and the bloke who went to the Browns, who I can't remember his name, is right tackle. But they're still going to be one of the better units. They're really well coached. So yeah, I'll kind of switch it up and make my honourable mention the Steelers. Yeah, I, obviously I love the Colts line, but going from thirty second to the first in one season was quite the the feat. But pretty good. I, I, I've, I've always been a massive fan of Anthony Constanzo. I think he's been one of our standout um, offensive linemen for years, despite not us being terrible. I thought he was always the good guy. Mm. Um, Ryan Kelly, the centre, is just starting to come into his own, and uh, we, we know that you know these these sort of centres and, and guards they do take a while to get going in the NFL. Mm. Um, so Ryan Kelly now I think is in his third year, maybe um, he's certainly looking the, the part. Obviously, we know about uh, the pancake monster Quentin Nelson mm. um, and Braden Smith. Was sort of a, a sort of an unsung hero last year for us. He was a second round pick, um, and he slotted slotted in like a hand into a glove. Um, the one the one position in that in that O line that is questionable is 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 the right guard. Uh, currently, Mark Glowinski is, is there, um, who had a good season last year, by the way. Um, but I think if that yeah that was probably the right guard position is the one position which is separating us from being the best at the moment. I think. Yeah, because when you I think. Just actually going back quickly, Braden Smith, yeah, he was really good last year and I thought that he was super overdrafted because I think, he was he, because he was about a yeah. thousand second round picks and he was the first one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was the first one and then uh, Darius Leonard was the second, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was a big mistake by your guys actually to take him because I didn't think he was that good in college. But he's, yeah, like you say, he's really come to the fore and become yeah. a really good young right tackle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, like you say, the Eagles, are, I think, are the best line. Jason Peters mm. is still one of the best left tackles. Jason Kelsey's probably the best centre. I think he's taken that from Travis Frederick now. And then you've got Lane Johnson on the other side and you've got Andre Dillard <laughs> backing him up now when Peters finally hangs it up. Um, so yeah, no, really, really good. See, I, I have, I have uh, Philly in my top three. I have Indy in my top three. But I also have this team in my top three and that is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to use the Cowboys for Zeke but obviously changed it. Um, and I think, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys O-line has been the one of the best O-lines for many years. Yeah. And I think with Travis Frederick now potentially back um, this season, obviously Zach Martin, we know, is probably the best guard in the league. Connor Williams is pretty good. Tyron Smith is good at tackle. Uh, Leo Collins is one of the best tackles in the league. So, you know, they, they're ageing. not going to take that away from them. I think they are ageing. Um, but I think they're still absolutely quality. So, yeah, that's who I'm putting at O-line. 
Yeah, no, it's a really good shout. Uh, the Cowboys, like you say, have been just really good for ages. And they've kind of reloaded, obviously, getting Connor Williams in. And, um, yeah, Lyle Collins, obviously, is still quite young as well. So, yeah, no, good shout. I really like that as well. But I've used yep. the Cowboys elsewhere. Yep. So, yeah, switching over to D. Um, do you want to start on defensive line for us? Yes, this is where I put in uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> why, why the laugh? Why the because laugh? that's where I've put them as well, and it's like we've gone for like really similar teams. Yes, I, I, thought, I did say tonight off air. Yeah. Uh, before we started this, I said I reckon we're going to be close. Um, but yeah, for me, you know, Fletcher Cox, um, defensive tackle, and, and Malik Jackson, getting him from, from Jacksonville, uh, Derek Barnett on the, on the edge. Um, mm. You know, Grand, uh, Brandon Graham, former first round pick. Uh, yeah, it, for me, it's, they are the best. Yeah, no, I'd completely agree. Um, this is why I kind of like forego, or I don't know, is that that's not, right, that's not the right word at all, is it? That's why I kind of like put this one side on offense and I wanted the Eagles to be my defensive line. Um, because like you, you summed it up perfectly, Fletcher Cox especially is an actual alien. Like the the way he moves and the ground he can cover, being a defensive tackle on that big is just yeah. like insane. I think if it wasn't for Aaron Donald being the best player in football, Fletch Cox would be right up there and probably the best interior defensive lineman at least. You know, if you just take Aaron Donald out of the picture in general. Um, and yeah, like you say, Malik Jackson was a great grab. Um, but anyway, I'll change mine. I'll I'll switch it up because I know you switched okay. up earlier in the interest of variety and fairness. I'm yeah. gonna go for the Browns. Now, I think this is actually quite close. Um, I do think the Eagles have got the best defensive line in football, but a front four of Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi, Sheldon Richardson and Olivia Vernon is pretty good. That is good. That's really and good. Like, and yeah. like, Garrett, uh, like um, Fletcher Cox, sorry, Garrett is an extraterrestrial as well. He's like ridiculous. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to push 20 sacks at some point, maybe even this year. Now he's got all this help around him. Um, did we see that video of him, like, what was it, like, squatting, like, 500 pounds or something recently? That was ridiculous. Yeah, he was, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then he was, like, box jumping, like, with 60 pound dumbbells in his hands, in each hand. It's, like, ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, Miles Garrett is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even walk with 60 pound dumbbells. Well, yeah, exactly. I'd, yeah, snapping too. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm going to go for the Browns. I think they're pretty close. I think they're younger. I think as well because obviously you've got Fletcher Cox and um, I think Brandon Graham's quite old as well. Mike Jackson's not young, so you know the Browns could be the next one um, who sort of come up and sort of are given this title. I reckon. Yep. Um, okay, Leo. I'm confident that we've got the linebacking core the same as well. Um, does Does your linebacking core have Khalil Mapp, Roquan Smith, Dan Trevathan, and Leonard Floyd? No, it doesn't. They're my honourable mention, actually. So we're pretty, pretty close. Okay. Well, that's I kind why, of... yeah, the Bears for me is um, is that linebacking core is yeah is pretty swift. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, because I kind of it's difficult because we didn't we didn't kind of split this up into like edge pass rushers and interior mm. and linebackers. It's kind of difficult because obviously some people play four three, some people play three four. And you get more players, obviously, yes, with the Bears. Yes. So, but no, I went for the Cowboys. It's where I've used the Cowboys, actually. Uh, I actually thought this one, if you're thinking of like a three-man unit, I think this is pretty easy. I don't think you get much better in a three-man unit as Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch and Sean Lee. I think that's pretty special. 
definitely. You know, that's a first round pick, first round pick, and a second round pick. And yeah, that's a lot of investment. And I think it shows as well. I think they're going to be really good. If Sean Lee can stay on the field for more than five minutes, I think they could be the best. Uh, four three linebacking core in the league, but yeah, no. If you go for four three, I would have gone for the Bears. No, sorry, three four. No, three four. Yeah, yeah. I, I just looking at this. Um, Khalil Mack was a first round pick. Roquan Smith was a first round pick. Leonard Floyd was a first round. They were pick. all they were all top ten picks. Where Danny Trevathan, he was uh, Denver. Was he drafted? Yes, that's I, right. I don't yeah. know where he was drafted though. But yeah, I mean that is some talent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mack was third overall. Floyd was nine, Rogan Smith was eight. So yeah, that is that's some investment as well, like you say. Um, yeah, pretty good. And yeah, like you say, I think we're along the same lines again. Yeah. Corners, take it away. Uh, for me, it's it's the Jags. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye. I think there's the I think they're the best two in the league. I'll be honest. Um, I know they had a up uh, and down year last year. Do you mean as a pairing, or do you mean like they are literally one and two? As a parent, okay, I cool. Yeah, I think they're the, the yeah the team um, are, are number one. So I think Jalen Ramsey's obviously got some attitude issues. You could say um, it was interesting hearing him in London last Monday. Um, you can definitely tell he's got a swagger. Is the nicest way to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, you could say he's a bit of a dick, to be honest. <laughs> um, but he's uh, he's definitely got a, a personality about him. Um, and you know, and he said it himself. He, you know, he obviously he's quite big-headed, but he's got the right to be because he is one of the best in the league. Uh, and he's and he was asked the question actually, who who is who would you say was the best sort of cornerback pairing? And he said, look, I, I'm not going to say anything else, but I genuinely think it is me and AJ Boye. And yeah, I, I I tend to agree with him to be quite honest. I think the two are electric, and if they can rekindle some of the form they showed in in 2017, I mean that that defense is lights out. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I didn't go for them. Um, but yeah, just on Jalen Ramsey. I think, first of all, Jalen Ramsey is what he is. Um, he's going to piss people off. He's going to yep. have fans love him. I love him because I think he'll come to the Chargers in future. Uh, he'll hook up with Derwin James again, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I think as also as a defensive back, and especially as a corner, you're obviously put on an island. You're asked to... You know, you're not getting a lot of help. You're asked to sort of defend the probably some of the best athletes in the world, and the, all the rules are bent towards your opponent. So yeah. you've got to have that swagger, and you've got to believe in yourself. So I don't really mind that Ramsey's like that. He does take it a bit too far sometimes, but I find it entertaining. Maybe because I don't know. Maybe because I just like him as a as a character. I'd, I'd probably react yeah, a little yeah. bit differently if it was someone else, and I probably do. So maybe a bit of a hypocrite for that. But no, I think I think you've got to do that. Um, just onto this cornerback question. This was really hard. I had about five teams and then flip-flopped so many times. I had the Jags as one. I had the Browns. I had the Titans. I had the Packers. But I actually went for the Vikings. Like I say, there's a few candidates. Um, the Chargers and the Saints were up there as well, but obviously I've used them before. Um, I just think there's there's a there's a lot of really good rooms for cornerbacks in the leagues, but I think in terms of quality and depth, I think the Vikings have got a lot of talent. You know, they've got Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes, Mike Hughes. They were all first rounders, as we've just spoke about before. About we're talking when we're talking about linebackers, uh, Mac Alexander was a second rounder. And I think they're all really really good. I think all, all four of those guys could start. Um, you know, for any for any team, pretty much, and. You know that is, and they've got all four. It's pretty. It's like what I was talking about with the Rams earlier. Yeah, they've invested well. a hell of a lot in this cornerback class, and even so much so that around the draft this year, Rick Spielman's wife said he could be sleeping on the couch if he drafted another corner this year. So it says a lot. <laughs>
were you about to tell, say something then? I feel like I caught you off a little bit through that. Sorry, no, I think the line went pretty funny there. Um, I was just going to piggyback off you because I've got the Minnesota Vikings as my safeties. Um, oh, okay, cool. with, with Harrison Smith and, and, and Anthony Harris. Obviously, like you said, Harrison Smith is another former number one uh, first-round pick. Mm. Um, not number one, just a first-rounder. Um, but yeah, I mean, Anthony Harris really pulled out last year um, and he comes into the season. Um, I won't mention the company's name, but a certain well-known company has ranked him as their third best uh, safety this year and Harrison Smith is uh, a top 12. So, um, again, Harrison Smith, I think he uh, flip-flopped from Anthony Harris. I think last season, Harrison Smith was supposed to you know, come into the season as one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, didn't have a great season, but he's still super talented. And, yeah, Harrison Smith and, and Anthony Harris, for me, are the best tandem safeties in the league. So that's why I went for Minnesota there. It's a nice shout. I didn't actually consider them, but it's a really good shout. You've kind of like made me sort of nod in agreement the whole way through that. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm sticking in the division for the safeties, for my safeties. Uh, my safeties are the Packers. Now, it's a new combination, so can't really sort of say. It's kind of a bit on projection. Can't really say with any sort of evidence behind it. But I think Adrian Amos and Daniel Savage are going to be insane. Yep. Anyone who kind of was following me on Twitter around the draft will know my love for Daniel Savage. He's my boy. He's my son. Uh, I just love him. Uh, I loved him for Maryland last year. I loved him being first safety off the board in April. And yeah, celebrated. I think I said I celebrated it. Like <laughs> he was kind of like one of my family or like if it was a Chargers pick. Just really like him. I think he's going to be really special. Uh, Adrian Amos is a great player as well and picked him up off the Bears, which I thought was a great get. Um, I think the pair of them can kind of both play a little bit of both spots. So it gives the Packers quite a young and interchangeable um, safety pairing for quite a long time. Obviously, they're both. I think they're both on there. Um, in their early 20s still I think Adrian Amos hasn't passed 25 I might have to look that up because I was going to say that anyway um, yeah and then to pair them with the corners that they've got I think they could be the best secondary in the league in a year or two because they drafted really heavily in corners a couple of years back when they got Justin Jackson uh, sorry Josh Jackson um, who else Kevin King was a couple of years ago and then they picked up um, Jay Alexander as well so yeah I think yeah. that could be a really strong um, secondary in a couple of years yeah, I will. I will just say my my uh, honourable mention is actually um, the New York Jets with Jamal Adams mm. and Marcus May. Um, Marcus May was uh, yards per cover snap zero point zero eight was ranked number one last Ooh. year, uh, and also cover snaps per catch one hundred and six point five ranked second. So uh, yeah, underrated, very underrated, and obviously Jamal Adams we know is one of the best safeties in the league. Um, he had 22 pressures last year which was ranked number one um, and his overall grade at 89.7 uh, ranks him as the second best safety in the league so yeah th- those two as well um, at, at the Jets uh, is definitely an honourable mention for me yeah definitely came into consideration um, really good sort of report on Marcus May I think that really brings home how underrated he is because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't get any love at all obviously it all goes to Adams who like you say is just an absolute beast uh, so yeah no like that like that a lot um, my honourable mention is the Chiefs actually as well another sort of new partnership because obviously you've got yeah. the Honey Badger he's now sort of in in Arrowhead he's come over from the Texans and he's going to be paired up with Juan Thornhill who he's a player that I kind of liked um, didn't have him in my top five safeties because I thought the safety class was actually really good last year um, but one thing that Juan Thornhill will create is turnovers his ball skills are in, like, incredible and I think the Chiefs' defence isn't going to be that good. Like I'm not saying that this pairing's going to make them really good. I still don't think they'll be very good on defence. But 
with a player like Patrick Mahomes and that offense, all you need to do is get the ball back to him. And one Thornhill is going to create turnovers. So I think that's the kind of thinking behind it. So yeah, I think they're going to be a good good safety pairing, unfortunately. So yeah, no, that was good. I um, I really enjoyed that. That was a good good little debate. Um, what we'll do is maybe tomorrow because I'm not sure I'm gonna have time to do it today. So maybe Thursday we'll put up the the um, both the teams that we've created and uh, we'll get a vote going and see what's what. See who likes what. How do you like the sound of that? They're pretty similar teams, but uh, they are. They are. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll definitely put it up. It'll, it'll be um, <coughs> interesting to see. Um... Yeah, and then obviously we'll probably get comments and yeah, people join in, rip our teams apart, tell us that we should have had more difference in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Bring it on, bring it on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm all, all for it. If and if it's you know a bit of Twitter debate or whatever, I'd, whatever. You know, it's all it's all an opinions game, isn't it? Twitter beef. I, I know, like a bit of that as well. Bring it on. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, uh, next up is the quiz with Andy. Um, so yeah, like I say. Usual third down play call, look out for a good performance in this one. Here it is. Hello, okay, so yeah, it's third down. Welcome back. Um, Obviously, usual play call for third down, as we said every week for the past couple of years. Is the quiz. Um, so for the quiz this week, again, playing another little bit of a home match with ourselves, we've got another one of our writers on board. So uh, I, th- I don't think you are the newest writer anymore, have you? After we brought someone else on. But you are a very, very new writer indeed. Uh, it's Andy Goddard. How are you, mate? How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm hoping to test someone else on the quiz. Uh, I have a bit of a reputation for asking really difficult questions and Tim tells me off. So hopefully not going to stretch you too far, because uh, I don't want to get told off and booted off this uh, and, and never be able to host again. Hopefully looking to not make as many mistakes with the questions I did last week as well in the quiz, so hopefully you won't fall foul of that as well. Um, no here we get on. Yeah, <laughs> me too, yeah. Um, so, usual question, bit nervous, how are you feeling about the, facing the full 10 questions? Um, not good, not good. Um, <laughs> you know, my, my knowledge of certainly football stuff and... Uh, and college football isn't great, so let's hope there's not too many on those. Okay. Um, and, you know, I've only really been watching the NFL since 2000, so anything before then, you know, may be a little bit tricky for me. But, you know, we'll give it a go, see how we get on. Okay. Now, we usually keep it quite quite, quite uh, current anyway, so I think you'll be all right on that score. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned, obviously, you've only been watching for the like, past, like, 20 years or so, which is plenty long enough in my book. Um, who's your NFL team? Well... I, unfortunately, some people don't like us. I support the Patriots. Okay, uh, <laughs> some people. The, the, the story goes, um, the first game I ever watched was the patriots Ram Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, sitting down with some friends and basically said, "Who who's the underdog? Not knowing anything at the time. Yeah. Uh, and was obviously told Patriots were massive underdogs. So, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to cheer them, them on. And uh, yeah, it hasn't worked out too badly, to be fair. Yeah, not exactly been the underdog story for the past however long, has it? <laughs> <laughs> Now and then, to be fair, but they're not—they're not underdogs. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so uh, you have just written an article, obviously, about your quarterback. Then, in that case, I have. Yes, yes. Uh, our friend Max Kellerman loves uh, having a dig at, at Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, a few years back, he said he's going to fall off a cliff, and uh, yeah, just just kind of a, a look at that and the fact that you know it seems that Kellerman can't seem to admit that maybe he was wrong a few years ago since <laughs> he's been to three Super Bowls in three years since. Yeah. 
And I think he was throwing some shade at him the other day, wasn't he, when he was talking about his uh, throwing speed. I think he was showing like a little speedometer, wasn't he, with uh, 61 miles an hour on it. And... Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> I think it was on Instagram he put that with a, a kind of a, a little passage underneath saying falling off a cliff. On yeah, a yeah, yeah, exactly. So a straight kind of knock back at, at Kellerman. <laughs> to be fair, Kellerman came back again and said, you know, it's all because of Belichick. And... <laughs> <laughs> Keep, give, keep giving them the ammo. That's all they like down in, uh, down it, in New England. It only it only drives Tom and the team on, doesn't it? It's the, it's the wrong tactic to take, I think. Absolutely. And uh, as a Chargers fan, I've uh, obviously felt that firsthand over the last uh, couple, well, last few months at least, and years even back, even further back than that. To be honest with you. Yeah, uh, Chargers have been unfortunate. They looked really dangerous last year, and that was the one game I was really concerned about in the playoffs. Um, but. You know, being in Foxborough is always always a bonus. So yeah, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. One of the best to never have won it to be fair. Oh well, kind, kind words. Hopefully, hopefully that will change soon. <laughs> um, well, in all honesty, if they'd have knocked out the Patriots, they certainly would have been my team to follow through to the Super Bowl. So, um, hopefully, I, I would have minded if, if he won one. To be fair, we, we, we've won enough now. To be fair, <laughs> never enough. That's not the Patriots' way, surely. <laughs> so. Um, Again, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could be true. Then you might be supporting the underdog. So, um, Andy, what else have you got coming up um, on the uh, on the writing trail? Uh, I've got a fancy article coming out, which is uh, a look at uh, Shaquan Barkley and who's the other player? Well, wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, I cannot edit this out. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, who's the other running back? Is it is it like a general running back thing, or are you looking specifically at, at certain players? Player, so it, it was Barkley against uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, okay. Elliott. So you're looking at sort um, of the upper echelon guys. Yeah, so kind of, you know, it, Gurley had a bit of a, a troubled end to last season, shall we say? Sure. You know, there's there's some rumours coming around about problems with his knees and things like that. So just looking at kind of who's who's your next if you if you're lucky enough to have that number one pick. We know running backs are the way to go, so uh-huh. which one to go with? So I've kind of had a breakdown of those two players from last season, whether expected to be uh, this season, and then given my opinion for what it matters um, on who I would take if I if I had the choice. Of course, of course it matters. That's why we brought you on board to tell the people who to <laughs> who to pick in their drafts, uh, amongst other things. Uh, no, that sounds really good. I'm looking forward to that one. I I really enjoyed your um, your Tom Brady versus Max Kellerman article. So uh, yeah, no, hopefully more more of the same from you. Yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, yeah, so obviously, everyone, if you've not read that already, go over to Full 10 Yards and uh, read Andy's article. It was a really good one. And if you're a Patriots fan, you obviously might enjoy it. And um, yeah, and we'll look out for Andy's stuff uh, as, as things move on. So, time has come, Andy. How do you feel like How do you feel like getting into some questions? Yeah, let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. Okay, so it's the usual, usual format, 10 questions, and um, we're timing it, so obviously bear that in mind. Obviously, if you are sort of in the tiebreaker at the top of the leaderboard, we, we decide and we split people by how quickly they go through. Um, because I I'm an... I right to, to, to worry the leaderboard, to be fair. Ah, you never know, you never know. <laughs> uh, because I'm an amateur, I don't know actually the winning time, but um, you know, or the time to beat, so should we say. But um, yeah, hopefully you'll hopefully you will challenge it, and hopefully you'll be right up there. We've never had a we've never had a perfect score, so you know we've, we've we're setting that bar at least. <laughs> you <never laughs> Maybe you'll break it today. Who knows? You never know. We'll find out. Okay. Um. So your time will start when I finish asking the first question. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, go for it. Okay. 
Which number does Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton wear? I think it's 13. Okay. Um, name any player drafted by the New York Giants in this past year's draft from round two onwards. Oh, from round two? Cool. You can't get the easy ones. If you'd left it at round one, I'd have got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have a think. Other than all the first rounders that everyone ripped apart. Other than the quarterback that they dropped. <laughs> uh, they picked late on in round one as well, so they must have been late on in round two. Uh, Real deliberation here. Yeah. <laughs> It's annoying. I stayed up and, and watched watched the draft as well. Um, Good man. You know, it's unusual for the Patriots to not trade out in the first round, which I thought they would have done. <laughs> um, they picked someone with a really strange name. Um, <laughs> they did. I know who uh, you're thinking of. Was it? Begins with X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting close. <laughs> Or something like that. Okay, I, I'll I'll accept that. I'll, I know who you mean, so I'll accept it. Yeah, I know. It's, I know it ends minds and starts in X. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll be lenient. I'll give you that one. Okay, number three. Uh, name either team that played in Super Bowl Fifty. Uh, Denver Broncos. Okay. Um, name any past head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars prior to Doug Marone. Uh, Jake Del Rio. Okay. Uh, in half point PPR, who was the number one fantasy QB last year or last season? Gotta be my home, surely. Okay. Um, name any team in the past that Akib Talib has played for. Not the Rams, though, because his current team. Maybe the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> easy one for yourself. <laughs> um, can you name any team that plays in the Premiership North in Britball? Merseyside Nighthawks, I think, are in the North Brim. Okay. Complete the name of this college team, the Ohio State... Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> said I'm not, not very good. Uh, I'm going to just guess at Warriors, because I have no idea. Okay. Okay, so who am I? Uh, I was drafted second overall in the 2012 draft by the Redskins. Since then, I've played for the Browns, and now I play for the Ravens. So what year was the draft? 2012. For the Ravens? No, 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 Ravens. I've since played for the Browns and now play for the Ravens. Obviously, it was uh, to leave again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea. 
can't even think of a player on the Ravens apart from uh, the quarterback. Oh dear. Are you passing or are you guessing? No, I'll have to pass because I can't think of anyone. Fair play. Okay, last one. Uh, so within 5,000 uh, each way, what is the capacity of Lambeau Field? Love to go there. Uh, For sure. Seventy thousand. Okay, that's the end of the questions, mate. Are you trying to like laws into a false sense of security with you know the 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 coolness and the humbleness beforehand? No, no, no. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the questions that I knew, um, I live in the north, so I know of the night hawks, okay. which was perfect. Yeah. Um, obviously, Talib fell into my lap. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go through them. It's worked out perfectly for me, but uh, yeah, 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 I think you've done pretty, pretty well. Uh, okay, so let's go through it. Number one, uh, Colts. Ty Hilton does wear number thirteen. So there's one. I was, I wasn't sure between thirteen and fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any player drafted by the Giants, um, I'll, like I said, I'll give you this. It was O'Shane Zimenez that you were thinking of. I could tell that you were you were on the right line, so I'll give you that. Yes. Uh, Denver or Carolina, you said Denver for Super Bowl 50. So that's three out of three so Boston far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the one where Cam Newton didn't jump on the ball. Just slide that one in there for any Panthers fans <laughs> that are listening. Um, any past coach of the Jags, Jack Del Rio, perfect. You could have had Tom Coughlin, Mel Tucker, Mike Malarkey, or Gus Bradley, the best defensive coordinator in the league. Um, half point PPR, obviously Patrick Mahomes. I think it was one of the best fantasy QB seasons ever. Uh, Talib, so you've got yeah, you've got six out of six so far. Seven out of seven with the Nighthawks. Um, unfortunately, uh, Ohio State are the Buckeyes, not the Warriors. Uh, so, you've, I, I know so you've dropped that one. Um, that's blasphemy to me. I'm I'm the college college guru around here, so that's blasphemy to, to me. I'll have to start watching. <laughs> start reading my articles and uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the who am I? So drafted second overall in the 2012 draft by the Redskins. If I said that Andrew Luck was the number one overall pick, would you get it now? No. Okay, it was Robert Griffin the third. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> And because the only person I could think of was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thought a little bit more from there. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I was I was gonna mention it at the time, but we still had a question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, annoying. And uh, number ten within five thousand Lambeau Field. You said seventy. It's actually eighty-one four hundred and forty-one. So you were you were, you were a bit outside of that, but nevertheless, very very good score of eight out of ten. Which I believe would draw you at the top of the leaderboard. Um, you did it in four minutes twenty-seven. Um, I don't think that's the winning time. But it's a very, very good score and a very good time. So well yeah, done. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> thinking about the draft took me about two and a half minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, it could have cost you. To be fair, uh, no, that's a really good score. Though you should be pretty happy with yourself. I'm pleased, considering that you uh, yeah. you were downplaying yeah, your chances I'd, beforehand. I'd have been happy to get got a. Could have gotten three or four, so yeah, to get to get eight <laughs> Awesome. No, that's really good. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Andy. Um, just before we let you go, um, just self, just selflessly plug yourself. Where can we find you? Where can we find you on social media and on all that jazz? Yeah, well, I'm on a Twitter at Godsey1985. Um, that's pretty much all the social media that I use. You yeah. know, um, most of it will be coming through uh, full ten yards. Um, have another article coming out soon, uh, a worst to first candidate. Okay, awesome. Um, 
and then plenty more coming in the future hopefully looking forward to it sweet yeah no good to have you on board mate and uh, yeah you might be at least at the top of the the sort of staff leaderboard uh, at the very very least that's a good start then, yeah very good start indeed <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you very much and um, we'll move on to fourth down <laughs> Okay, yeah, really excellent stuff there from Andy uh, with an 8 out of 10. Uh, if only he got that second question a little quicker and had a real chance, I think, to be at top of the leaderboard right now. Nevertheless, really cracking effort um, from our new our new fantasy writer. Um, and I got through the whole thing without cocking up too, which is progress. Although I have tripped over my words about 100 times this evening. But anyway, it's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, anyway, fourth down, uh, we're going to put a... Pretty big fantasy emphasis on fourth down this week. Rob, I believe you've been going through the Scott Fishbowl drafts and stuff like that. And yeah, you're I'm obviously a part of this. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a slow one. <laughs> I'll put it out there for yeah. the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, eight hour picks. Uh, and some people would like to take the four, eight hours to <laughs> pick. Uh, but no, we're, we're slowly getting there. We're in the seventh round of of our draft at the moment um my team currently stands as uh it's, it's a, i didn't a sneaky little one if you didn't read the rules you wouldn't have known that uh it's actually a super flex league this year okay um, obviously obviously big emphasis on quarterbacks um so i did sort of sneakily see that at the last minute so uh, i managed to pick up aaron Rodgers in the third round uh dak prescott in the fifth round uh but i started off with ezekiel elliott and I managed to get... Actually, I think I got Rodgers in the second round, I'll be honest. Um, and then I got Mike Evans and Kenny Golladay, uh, Devonta Freeman and Chris Carson, who I'm sitting with at the moment. And okay. I am just looking at it right now. I think I'm... You I'm were... Two. Were you 101 in, to get Zeke? I was. Yeah. yeah, I was 101 to get Zeke. And then on my swing picks, I got, yeah, Mike Evans and Aaron Rodgers uh, in the second and third round. And then... Devonta Freeman, Kenny Golladay, uh, Chris Carson, and just looking at my team. Oh, it's my turn to draft as well. well okay, so you're the one taking eight hours this time because you're on the pod with me now. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's only 11 minutes was the last pick. So, oh, okay. Uh, let's, let's spice up. Let's, let's select a player right now. Um, Live picking, pick- that, is, that is commitment. That's nice. I wanted, um, so my team currently stands at, and like I said, Zeke Elliott, Mike Evans, Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Freeman, Dak Prescott, uh, Kenny Gonalay, Chris Carson. Um, so let's have a look, see who's available real quick. Um, wide receivers. Uh, Dante Pettis. Ooh, okay, nice. you're a big fan. Uh, you're a big fan this year, yeah, aren't you? Sammy Watkins, Will Fuller, Sterling Shepard, Christian Kirk. Cortland Sutton, Nikhil Harry, Golden Tate. Um, so that sort of group, that's mm-hmm. one of the wide receivers. It is a three wide receiver league, so I am going to take a wide receiver on this swing pick. Uh, I haven't got a tight end yet. Uh, David Njoku and Austin Hooper are still on the board. Okay. I think I think I'm going to wait, though, because I quite like Trey Burton uh, a bit Dave- later on, maybe in the next couple of rounds. David um, Njoku said he's going to score 20 touchdowns this year. David Jacob is not going to score 20 touchdowns this year. <laughs> uh, I, I'm willing to bet with him uh, if, he, if he ever gets to hear this. Uh, uh, no, I think uh, tight ends for me, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm targeting. I think Trey Burton is very very interesting this year. Um, uh, I he think he burned quite a lot of people. He burned our glorious leader last year. 
Yeah, he burnt me last year. Oh, okay. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the funny thing. He burnt me last year, but I'm so interested in him because I think a second year in that offense, uh, it's going to get better. I just have a funny feeling that he's going to be a good big part this year. So Fair I'm happy point. to wait for someone like him. We know that I'm happy to wait for someone like Jordan Reed later on in the draft. Um, so tight end is out of the question for the moment. So running back, let's have a quick look at running back. Uh, Miles Sanders, Rashad Penny, Jordan Howard, Kareem Hunt, Royce Freeman, Latavius Murray, Ronald Jones. Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd, I'd be going. I'd be going Rashad Penny out of them. I think. Well, I've got Chris Carson. Oh, okay. I forgot about that bit. So do I? Do I lock it up or? Are you back in Rojo for a comeback though? On the Bruce. Mm, no, not for you. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think he is going to have a couple back, but I don't want to take him here. If he's in, if he's available in the next round, then I'll take him. Yeah, he'll he'll be available you know for a while. I don't think he's got a lot of people believing in him. To be fair, I'm 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 not massive on Miles Sanders, but I'm thinking if I take him um, and he blows up, that could be a really good pick. I thought you were going to go wide receiver though. I've got two picks. I've got swing to pick. Oh, I? fine, fine, fine. So I might take one wide receiver. Right, who would you take here? You know who I've got. I Dante mean, Pettis. Am I locking him in? Pettis, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think he's like the number one. Yeah, okay, I'm locking Pettis in. He's drafted. So my next, um, my next pick. Uh, hang on. Two so what, what position are you thinking about now? Um. Well, three wide receivers. I've got three wide receivers now. I've got Mike Evans. I've got Kenny Golladay and I've got Dante Pettis. Okay, that's a nice group. Um, I've got Ezekiel Elliott and Devonta Freeman starting running backs with Chris Carson on the bench. So I'm pretty good. Do I take um, another wide receiver to kind of lock up that position, uh, of which I can have Sammy Watkins, Will Fuller, Sterling Shepard or Christian Kirk? That would be my top four. Will Fuller's stats, like with Deshaun Watson... Like for touchdowns, he's, he's like insane. He's only like seventeen in seventeen games or something like that. It's something ridiculous, but he's also been injured for like three hundred and sixty-two games as well. Oh yeah, 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 of course. But like you know, you're picking on ceiling now, aren't you? Rather than you know, this is true. This is very true. Oh. But if you, who's the fantasy expert here? <laughs> I don't know. He's not on the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do it live. You're going to think about yes. it. Okay. Oh, I did Dante Pettis live. There you go. There was your treat. And, Fair play. Um, it, let's be honest. Everyone's turned it off now anyway. So, um, <laughs> so the, the Scott Fishbowl is, is great. Um, I say it's taken a little while. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think my team, as I just mentioned there, is, is, is pretty solid. I'm happy with it. So uh, yeah, look forward to that. And also, uh, yourself and I, uh, yourself and I, um, <laughs> myself, oh, it's been a me, myself time. and I. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, I have t- today we have joined a college fantasy football, which is new for Hell me. Yeah. I guess it's new for you. Yeah, no, I've um, never played college fantasy before, which should be really interesting, actually. And uh, the, the guy who's running it, Ian, he'd be remiss if I didn't mention mention him after he said he wants to, us to make him famous yes. uh, today. So, Ian Deagle, thank you very much for creating the uh, College Fantasy League. Um, and I've just said, I don't know if you've just uh, seen it, Lee, but the draft order is now up. I've not. I've not actually seen it. I've got my phone on top, so, do not disturb, because I didn't want it to vibrate right. all the way through. Go on, hit me up with it. Where so, am I? There's, there's, there's obviously 12 in the league. Yeah. 
Where would you where would you like to pick? I I don't like to be I don't like to have the number one. I like to have like four. Because then I don't I don't uh, want these swing picks. I don't like that because you have to wait a million years for your picks. I'd like to be kind of in the middle, but kind of like towards the the start. It's like yeah, four, three, five. That sort of range is perfect. I think. Okay, well, me and you have mirrored picks. Oh, okay. So I'm drafting pick two. You're drafting pick eleven. Oh right, okay. Okay, so I can work with that. We're gonna have to have some. I'd yeah, happy with pick two because I think I can find the second best player in college football. Um, Okay, who who who's you sort of who are you thinking about? Maybe you don't want to reveal it, but who are you thinking about? Uh, J- Jerry Judy. Oh really? Okay, not going running back. No, I think Jerry Judy is is going to be the, the, by far and away the best wide receiver that college football's ever seen this year. <laughs> I mean, it might not be a bad shout. He's going to be special, really, yeah. really special. So yeah, no. Uh, obviously, if I'm picking at eleven, I've got no chance for him. I'm going to have to think about I don't know, maybe like a second tier running back. Um, Maybe Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt if springs to mind, perhaps. Or yep. oh, yeah, someone maybe like Colin Johnson or something like that if I'm gonna have to go wide receiver from Texas. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good pick. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, but yeah, obviously we've got um that's gonna start tomorrow, so maybe we'll have a little bit of an update on next week's pod of yeah, how that yeah, went or how that's yeah. going and something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Never done it before. Obviously college football is massive. Mm. Um but the database we're using on FanTrack, you can kind of select the divisions that you have in, in the league. So, yeah, we've got, um, I think we've got six conferences, I think. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, that'll be really good. Um, I'm looking forward to that much, Lee. So, uh, so, yeah, that starts tomorrow. We were originally going to mention it because we were a couple of people short. We were going to put it out there as kind of a who fancies it. Um, but since we've been on there, the uh, the last two spots have been filled. So sorry, guys. That yeah. was, um, <laughs> there's no room for you. However, if there is like major interest, um, if you let us know, we might be able to sort of set something up ourselves. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, obviously, obviously, you and I, obviously, we are sort of amalgamating our two sort of divisions of full ten yards with this thing. So yeah. yeah, for sure. No, if people want to get in touch and if people kind of show an interest, then yeah, we'll we'll kind of do one ourselves alongside our regular listener league, which will be obviously at the NFL yeah. fantasy. Just wanted to pop back, Rob. Just um, pop back to the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, uh, sure. Two two things. Um, what is it? Just explain what it is, because obviously okay. it's, it's quite prominent. And if people don't know what it is, then they might want to take interest in it. Obviously, you're in it. I believe Tim's in it as well. Is that right? Yeah. So basically, um, for those of you that don't know, Scott Fish is um, a fantasy analyst from from the US, um, and every year he does this massive fantasy league where all the analysts um are kind of invited and there's a certain amount of fans that come on as well uh, this year there's 1200 players uh, so <laughs> a hundred, yeah there's a hundred leagues of 12 teams um so so yeah it's um it's a it's a massive deal and it's all for, uh, for charity as well. Fantasy Cares, which is um, unfortunately at the moment, it's, it's only I'm trying to talk to Scott Fish and get it over here as well. Um, it's for kids. They provide uh, all the money that's raised. Uh, they provide toys for Christmas time for kids. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic mm. idea, uh, and I'm trying to get it so he can do like a division over over here for the, for for us Brits. Uh, uh-huh. I think there's there's about probably thirty uh, twenty thirty of us Brits that are in it. Um, uh, so yeah, it'd be good if we could get our own sort of um, fundraiser going for for the, the kids of UK as well. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, no, kid, I completely agree. Kid, kid, at the end of the day, kids are kids. Whether they're here or over there, it doesn't matter. Um, mm. You know, we're still we're still brightening the futures of um, you know brightening the Christmases of, of these young kids uh, who are in hospital and whatnot. So so yeah, fantasy cares is uh, if you Google that, uh, you can find the GoFundMe page. Um, 
that's, that's what it's all for. And yeah, it's just this massive fantasy league. Every year there's different rules. Um, so this year, like I said, the, uh, the sneaky super flex uh, with three wide receivers and four flex spots this year. So it's a really deep league. I think you get 30 picks. Um, there's no trades uh, during the season. Once you pick your oh, team, wow, that's okay. it, other, other than the waivers. Um, I think if he put trades in for 1,200 teams, you know, that would just be... That'd be a long you know, time. <laughs> so many issues. Um so yeah, so no trades, but there is a waiver wire. So, so you, you do win your, win your league at the draft, really, um, the, on this particular mm. uh, format. But yeah, it's really exciting. Last year, uh, um, Stompy won, um, FF Stompy on Twitter. Friend of the pod. Uh, he, he did an amazing promo video for this year. Uh, sort of, uh, <laughs> you've got to go watch it. Go follow him at FF Stompy and watch his uh, Scott Fishbowl video. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, so yeah, it's a good uh, sort of community banter feel to it, and uh, it's well and truly off and running. Awesome, yeah, no, that sounds brilliant. And obviously, the, the charity aspect of it is really important as well, and really, really yeah. great cause. Obviously, it's not, it's not actually something I was aware of. I didn't realize it was for charity, to be honest. Yeah, well, uh, I think so last yeah. year, I think, I think they raised like forty thousand dollars last year. Awesome, that's really really cool. Um, yeah. So obviously, you've got like analysts and things like involved. Are you sort of in a division with anyone that we will know or anything like that? Um, I, I'm not actually, I, well, it depends who you follow. Um, go on, do uh, some name dropping. Well, uh, Nate Cheat, do you know Nate Cheat from IDP guys? No. He's, he's in my, he's in my league. Uh, but no, none of the big hitters. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say not, yeah, no. Wow. Right throwing shade, like throwing shade at your opponents already. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not very shade at my opponents. They're, all, they're good guys. We've got a group actually, we're chatting. Um, but we've got some guys, Dynasty HH Pod, uh, John, okay. Jacob Thomas, um, he's a pretty good follow. Uh, Dynasty Trade, Eric Bertslav, he's a good follow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's there's plenty of, of good lads in my group. We're in the John Marsden group, so they're all after um, computer video games uh, okay. characters. Uh, this year, so um, last year it was uh, TV characters, and I was in the Jake Peralta League from Brooklyn Nine Nine, my all-time favourite show. Uh, okay. This this year I'm in the uh, John Marsden division because you know Red Dead Redemption is my favourite game. So awesome, sounds good. Um, yeah, so yeah, good luck with that. Uh, good luck to him as well. Obviously, I think once we sort of establish sort of both you both your teams and stuff like that, maybe we'll we'll start to chat about that more, and obviously we'll chuck it in with our college one as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, last little bit, a uh, little bit of housekeeping, usual sort of um, sort of finishing off period. So what's going down in Fantasyland in terms of articles and whatnot for Full Ten Yards? Uh, yes, um, Fantasyland is really going to start kicking off. Um, like I said last week, my uh, rankings for July dropped, so please go check them out. Um, and I'm also, uh, as we speak, as we log off here in about five minutes, I will be starting to write uh, my part two of the deep, deep, deep... Uh, sleepers uh, articles so that should be live um, at some point next week I would assume um, but yeah I'm going to start cracking the whip with the with the other boys in the fantasy team uh, to get some content out there because we are literally just around the corner now I think it's nine weeks till kickoff is it yeah yeah it's not it's not far away at all um, yeah so yeah it's it's around the time that everyone's kicking off with their drafts I know I've got a few drafts coming up in well maybe not yep. in the next couple of weeks but yeah definitely over between now and the start of August and beyond, that's when it's, uh, it's when it's going to all kick off for everyone, isn't it? So yeah, August August is the month for fantasy. Mm. Um, so obviously we've got yeah two weeks before. Um, do you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen the, the film Trading Places with oh. Eddie Murphy? 
uh, and they're in the World Trade Center, and they're all just kind of in the in the stalls, in the in the in the um, sort of in the bathroom, just chilled out, and it's one of them sort of shaving, and the others. Then all of a sudden, the buzzer goes off in the World Trade Center, and they all just rush <laughs> to the pits where they're going. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, yeah, it's, it reminds me of that. It's like July is kind of sauntering, and you're just building up, and as soon as August hits, it's like, okay, go, 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 yeah, go. It's draft season. Time. Draft season, fancy so, guys, then, isn't it? So yeah, we are uh, we are close. We are getting there. Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, look forward to reading it. Obviously, I was chatting to Andy, which people have already heard by now. Um, he's sounded like he's got a couple of good things lined up. Lawrence, who we spoke to last week, looking forward to see what he's got, and then obviously the other lads as well, and yourself. So yeah, no, a lot of good stuff coming from uh, Full Time Guys Fantasy. Yeah, on we're the, at college. On the college side of things, uh, obviously, I've just finished my draft deja vu sort of series, which, like I said, I might might sort of dip back into. Uh, this one this week on yesterday was the Wisconsin centre uh, Tyler Biardus. So you should all go and check that one out. He's a player I've liked for a while. Uh, worked to branch out and write about offensive line as well, which is something I found quite challenging in the past. Obviously, it's a bit more difficult. It's quite a technical position. It's not something that gets a lot of attention. Uh, and obviously, I was eager to sort of test out my sort of writing skills and analytical skills um, and write about write about offensive line. So that was good. So yeah, reward me. Go and go and go and go and read it, please, and tell me how I did. Um, and yeah, that's that was that. Um, in the near future, we're gonna team up. I'm gonna team up with um, Thomas, our Britball writer. We're gonna sort of go over the pros and cons of Sam Ellinger, the Texas quarterback, and and then yeah, we're just kind of like you, Rob, um, with the fantasy season, the college season just around the corner as well. So I'll be ramping it up. Um, and obviously we've got the fantasy. No, sorry, we've got the college pod, uh, which we'll be doing in a couple of weeks, which we were talking about just before we came on. Yep. So yeah, people have got a lot to look forward to from my ranch as well. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. So that's about it. Um. So yeah, a little bit of a oh, pat on the. Oh, oh go on. Oh, go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Just before we go, um, I just want to mention. Um, like I said earlier, I'm just editing, um, a piece from our newest writer, um, Chris Todd. Yes. Uh, he's on holiday this week, so I hope you're having a good holiday, Chris. Um. But yeah, he said before we went on holiday, he sent me his article. Did mention this briefly earlier, um, and it's a really, really in-depth look at the bargaining agreement for the NFL, which is coming up in 2020. Um, you know, we look. He looks into the possibility of a of a 2021 NFL shutout, mm. um, and basically, he, he sort of breaks down what this bargaining agreement is and what the NFLPA, the Players Association, is going to look for uh, to, to sort of bring into the NFL. Um, but, yeah, it's a really, really good article. I've just finished editing it. So by the time that you listen to this, it will be up on the on the website. So go definitely go check that out and give our new writer, Chris Todd, some some love. Yeah, no, definitely second that. Glad you brought that up, actually, and, and stopped me from kind of closing it out. Um, that was actually a really good article when we sort of got that across the table um, when Chris sent that in, just to kind of apply to be a writer, really interesting subject, a subject that like not a lot of people sort of have a lot of knowledge about as well. So yeah, definitely sort of an important thing to draw something, draw attention to something that's going to come up in the next couple of years. And you know, I remember last when the last CBA went a bit tits up, and we had a shortened season, and um, yeah, it affects everyone, it affects you know, the league, and you know, could potentially. Yeah thinking you know, in the future it could potentially affect the London games because obviously they might want to cut that out and sort of scrap them for the year if it's going to be a short exactly. season and stuff or, like that. Or, or the other way around, it could get a, a franchise over here. Yeah, you know, potentially, uh, yeah. It's going to have some repercussions, it always does. Uh, so yeah, definitely an interesting subject. 
Um, just before actually, just before I cut it, just before I cut us off and sort of go into that. Um, again, just want to thank everyone for listening, interacting with us on social media. Um, we're actually really close to getting 1,500 followers now on Twitter. Uh, so it'd be really good if we could break that barrier before the boss man returns to the UK. So I just want to yeah. say thanks again uh, to everyone who sort of listens, reads, reacts to the things we say. And uh, yeah, big thanks. You're all heroes. Yeah. So, uh, really quick update on the Scottish Bowl. I took Christian Cook as my second pick. Nice. Yeah, I like so, it. I think... So I went- Dante Pettis and Christian Kirk, so yeah, looking good now at the wide receiver core. I can now think about tight end and, and possibly like a backup, backup running back as well. So yeah, looking forward to it. I guess there's no uh, defense or anything, no kickers. Obviously, kickers don't matter. Uh, kickers, no defense. Yes, I want okay. to say. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Like to rep defense. You know, you know me. I like the defense yeah. to be there. Um, so yeah, let's close this out. Um, much smoother, I'd say, mate. This week. <laughs> we've not forgotten anything I don't think that we that no. we said we'd do uh, yeah got some good listener questions got some good roster creation um, and yeah good quiz as well which was good uh, so yeah hopefully everyone will uh, look forward to well they'll not be looking forward to anything will they anyway I'm ruining this now let's get out of here <laughs> uh, so yeah uh, it's a goodbye from Rob uh, 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 oh god I'm gonna you're still get not, right you still not nailed this have you <laughs> I just, you put me on the spot, I don't think about it. It's uh, take it easy, everyone. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was take it easy, peeps, anyway. Ah, take it easy, peeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so oh, shambolic oh. after we've just given ourselves a pat on the back. It's, I am rubbish. At it's this. a goodbye from me, so I'll see everyone on the other side. And in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye bye from now. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com